Here, a well-known charity which provides hot meals to hundreds of people in Dublin each week has expressed concern over the future of similar smaller soup runs which are not registered with the charity's regulator. Muslim Sisters of Air, of Aaron, which is a fully registered, registered and provides up to 500 dinners to homeless people as part of its own soup run, says the administrative burden involved in becoming a charity is resulting in some groups ceasing their work. We'll hear from the charity regulator Helen Martin presently on what soup runs need to know about their obligations. But first, Lorraine O'Connor, chairperson of the Muslim Sisters of Air, said that they're worried about the potential knock-on demand for their own services if others cease to operate. If you think of this in both ways, yes, the charity regulator, we should be registered with the charity regulator. We are, okay, it took us a long time to register. But in the current crisis of food poverty, the immigrants coming into the country where there's not enough, uh, you know, there's no accommodation for them. People depend on soup runs and the other soup runs that I know that we've built up a relationship that are out there eight years as long as we are, are inundated every week as well. Now, in terms of registering, you know, with the charity regulator, that doesn't happen overnight. That takes a couple of years to be get to that standard, to be registered with the charity regulator. So between them couple of years, what are you going to do? Shut them soup runs down, you know, until they're registered. And our biggest fear has a registered charity and a registered HSC soup run is the backlog to us. People are still going to come. And that's Lorraine O'Connor, chairperson of the Muslim Sisters of Era. Well, we can talk now to the chief executive at the charities regulator, Helen Martin. A very good afternoon to you, Helen Martin. And thank you for taking our call this afternoon. Hi, Ryan. So what is the situation in relation perhaps to, to small soup run uh, operations around the country? People who in their, in their own town or, or village feel there's, a, there's a, a need here, there's something they can do to, to help people and they set up something on an informal basis. Are, are, they, uh, are they in breach of charities regulations? Yeah, well, this comes up a, a lot, Brian, and um, the, the key thing is that in Ireland since 2009, and certainly since we were established in 2014, the charity space is a regulated space. So unfortunately, it's it's not a case where people can simply set up, look for donations for the public um, and, and then carry on. Um, and there's very good reasons for that. Um, your previous speaker there was talking about how the fact that they are a registered charity and uh, with that comes certain responsibilities that are provided for under the Charities Act and, and that's what we're there to implement and make sure that people adhere to that. And what that means is that when the public are giving to registered charities, um, there's information available to them. They know they're regulated. They mm -hmm. can go and um, onto our website, checkacharity.ie um, and find out information about the charity that they're interested in. Um, and critically, you know, charities are required um, to keep proper books of account. They have, you know, they'll have their own bank account. Um, and if there are any issues or any questions around that, the charities regulator is then able to go in and, and have a look and make sure that everything is being run right. <laughs> so there are good reasons for the regulatory framework that we have. Um, the, only, the other thing I would say is it doesn't necessarily take a couple of years for a charity to, mm -hmm. to register. And we have, we, you know, it really depends on uh, what uh, the individuals know when they come to us, mm -hmm. how much they've engaged, engaged with our, our guidance. We have, you know, really good guidance on our, our website and we also have a great team mm. here who work very closely particularly with those smaller groups but to make really, sure they understand I'm just wondering, what, does, what the rules are. If somebody are. In a, on a small scale is providing f food assistance a, you know, soup or a hot meal to, to people who are homeless in their area do, do they have to be registered as a charity? 
it's it's it, we, we would have to look at the particular application to see exactly what they're doing. But if if you look at, you've just had a, a soup kitchen on there that, uh, or someone that's organising a soup run, and they are a registered charity, and um, because they are carrying out a charitable purpose if you meet the charity test um, which is set out in our act which means that you have a charitable purpose mm-hmm. um, everything you're doing is, is, is advancing that you're providing public benefit and you're operating in Ireland then you're a charity and you need to be registered right, with so, the charity you, you use the phrase looking for donations from the public is that the key distinction here if you're involved in some way in appealing for public donations to fund this then you fall within the ambit of charities regulation if it's something you're doing from your own resources <laughs> Donations, it's your own business, is no, that right? Um, no, that's not, that's not correct. Donations is just one of the ways that charities mm. can be funded. Um, there are things called private charitable trusts. That's where somebody uses all their, their own money. They're not looking um, from donations from the public. They're still a charity. The critical issue is whether you're you're doing something um, that is advancing a charitable purpose only mm-hmm. um, and that there's public benefit and that you're doing it in Ireland. So, so we do have guidance on our website, charitiesregulator.ie, um, which sets out the charity test uh, clearly. And we also have um, uh, detailed guidance there for, for people in relation to registering yeah. with us. So and we also have a so, contact centre so as well but, that assists people. Sorry to cross you, but Lorraine O'Connor then does have a, a legitimate concern here because her concern is that smaller soup runs in, in the particular area she's working in, uh, closing down could mean more demand on their services. It could put more pressure on them. So th- this this could result, this warning, which you're, you're, you're repeating today, could mean some smaller operators shutting up shop. Well, the thing about it is if, if anybody is out there and they're they're calling themselves a charity or they're referring to themselves as a charity mm. and they're not registered, that is an offence. And it's really important that people understand that because we do have groups like the, the person you've just had on there mm. and they are registered and they've gone through the process with ourselves. Um, and what we would say is it's a bit like during the, um, the Ukraine, uh, the initial stages of Ukraine. Mm. And Brian, when I spoke to some of your colleagues, you know, setting up a charity is not unlikely and should not be mm. done lightly. Um, and what we say to people is there are already organisations out there that are well established, that are registered charities, that are meeting the rules and know what to do. They're set up from an administrative perspective. They have their financial uh, framework um, and rules in place. They know what they're doing. So if you if you really want to volunteer and you really want to assist, um, mm-hmm. but you don't have the capacity to make an application to us um, and to set up a charity, um, then really I would say go and look and talk to other charities to see how you can um, assist them. Um, this is a regulated sector. I have to reiterate yeah. that. And in the interests of the public, um, it's really important that um, if anybody comes across unregistered charities, that they do let us know mm-hmm. um, through through our website. We and have- I should say as well that w- we do engage with people mm-hmm. that are meant, you know, when they come to our attention, we don't simply set out, you know, send yeah. out a letter or threaten to prosecute point. them. Do, do, do we we have, have substantial engagement with them. Just a final question. Do, do we have a lot of duplication? Um, I'm not sure you could say we've lots of duplication. Mm. We certainly have a lot of, we have a lot of charities, 11,500 charities. But at the end of the day, this is about um, public support for charities. And, you know, if a registered charity has the support of the public, has the support of funders, Mm. um, they will continue to provide that service and step into the gap. All right, we leave it there. Helen Martin, Chief Executive of the Charities Regulator. Thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Back with more after this short break.